Definitely go for side effects, everybody. I'm your host, Kevin Simon. Tonight, my co-host can't make it. He's feeling ill right now, so everybody send him your prayers. Tonight, we got special guests. We got Pete and we got Christy. Did y'all say your last name, Mogan? Yes. Hey, I got it right. Don't introduce me, the Mogan David wine. You know, you got to remember that church wine. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, everybody, before we get started, uh, I want to tell everybody that uh, Camp Lejeune, if y'all remember my episode, I had Tara and Jill on. Tara got a hold of me today, and we were talking, and she was telling me about that she was invited to the White House for the signing of the PACT Act. And I want everybody to know, uh, to me, I think that is fantastic. I mean, to get, you know, that tells you right there, that's somebody that worked their ass off. Even though I tell everybody for the Desert Storm Vest, the PACT Act is full shit. But for the campus Zoom people, it is good for them. And post 9-11, it's good for them. And in which I'm glad for them. I just wish they would have worked more on Desert Storm. But uh, now we're going to get into the Pete and Christie story tonight. And everybody, he's an Army veteran. Uh, he was in during Desert Storm. Pete, what what years did you go in? I was in from October 89 to March of 97. And I've been to Honduras, Somalia, Haiti. El Salvador, um, just well, those combat heavy engineers. Yeah, basically, so, you've yeah. been just about everywhere. Hey, it was yeah. Honduras. I just got asked the question: Was Honduras really humid? It, do, do you, yeah, oh, man. Let me. That's how Guam yeah. was. Really humid, but <laughs> I've, I've been to Honduras once to Roatan. I was on a cruise ship, everybody. But I just want y'all to know. That is very humid to go there. And if you've ever been to Guam, it's the same place. <laughs> That's why I tell everybody. <laughs> so yeah. uh, over, uh, I know you went over into Desert Storm. And when you arrived there and everything, uh, me, you were talking about, you know, before the show, we were talking about that, you know, at some places you didn't even know where you were located. No, they didn't. We had no map. They didn't tell us where we were. We just... Right. Did our job over there. Um, uh, went up into Kuwait City. Um, worked on our embassy up there. Around all the oil fires. Um, and see, and, and to me, that's the one thing that a lot of people don't realize, you know, because when us vets go into the VA, they ask you if you've been exposed to the burn pits. Why don't they just say, have you been exposed to burn pits and oil rigs? Because the oil rigs was the biggest thing for for a lot of us out there. Yeah, daytime was just like, you know, pitch black. You couldn't see nothing. Right. Uh, And that's the thing I never understood. Like, when you go in, they're like, oh, hey, you know, were you ever in a burn pit? Then they give you the stupid-ass piece of paper. You need to call this number. Right. Uh, all it is is the burn pit registry number. To, to me. Yeah. And what does it do? Right. Right. Nothing. Absolutely not a damn thing. All they're going to do is mark you down 
on the, on there and say, okay, he was over there. This is the unit he was with, and this, this, and this. And then they may have the environmental people call you and say, hey, we want you to come in for a little bit of a test. I, I, I do that. I, I'm hoping that they do that. <laughs> I doubt it. They really? actually they did um, because Pete, uh, I did the registry for him, um, and he did go in and do his exam. When was and that? They, um, in December. And then they ordered a PFT and he, he, they've identified, he's already been having some shortness of breath and some issues. So, it, you know, it was the right thing to do is to go in and have a, a pulmonary function test. And then now he, he, they showed the restriction stuff. So they're working on that still. We're getting through that diagnosis. And, and I want everybody to know that Christy is the mama bear. I just want <laughs> all y'all to know that. <laughs> right yeah. I've told you she is. Hey, and it, it's fantastic. That's somebody you need on your side. My my wife is a mama bear too. If mm -hmm. one of my kids or myself are hurt, I mean, I'm telling you, she she's a mama bear. You know, and that's what you need on your side. So if you're not married or anything, go find your mama bear. Mm. I, I don't know how I don't know how these guys do it. I mean, I can't do it. Right. I can't think anymore. I don't. I can't concentrate. Um, I I couldn't do what she does. But you know what? But uh, but Pete, the the one thing that I'm finding that I talk to a lot of Gulf War vets in my area, and a lot mm -hmm. of them don't even know about the Pact Act. I, and, no. And I kind of explain to them, look. Even the elderly people don't know about signing up with the VA. That's the, mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and, and so for everybody listening out there, if you're not signed up with the VA or if you know somebody who is not signed up, tell them to be signed up. Because one thing that it does do, it helps your spouses when you pass along. It does. If you're not signed up with the VA, then benefits are gone. We right. learned that yeah. we, we learned that and and that that's a big thing, especially the elderly people. You know, though, and, and Jim brought this up when he was on that everybody should get in, and get your registries done, because sooner or later, this is going to catch up to you. And I'm surprised at how many we meet that are not even aware of Gulf War illness and they they serve during Desert Storm. They have the symptoms. And they're in our our neighborhood, in our community, and um, so we've given them information so they could go in and and start getting a little bit of service connection and getting help, getting treatment. You know, I mean, there's no real treatment for this or cure, but we can at least treat some of the symptoms and and try and make life a little bit better. Right. So I mean, uh, really, truly, all the all the VA does is put a bandaid on your yeah forehead and send your ass out. But the bad thing is, is they already know this about you. Why you got to go register? They know you're over there. They know you're exposed. Why Why do you have to hunt them down when they already know? And, and Pete, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's the magical word that I have said over and over and over and over. They know they every desert storm and Gulf War person out there, the VA already has your records they know yeah. the dod knows exactly where you've been they know exactly what port you were in everything yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and, a and great point. We've been maneuvering this. So he said, he told me, you know, he would miss formation because he was so exhausted when he was still in the military. They knew in 97 about this. Nobody brought it to him and said, hey, you know, let's get this checked out or let's get you, you know, because there was a lot of talk at, in, by 97 about Gulf War illness. Uh, they were calling it syndrome then. But when we met in 97 and then we had our marriage classes, our pastor stopped our classes because there was this huge red flag of Pete have memory issues and fatigue issues. And, and we joked about it. We just, that's can't remember shit. That's CRS. That <laughs> sleeps a lot. That's he's a giant. He needs more sleep than me. You know, we just, Oh yeah. And so well, it was well, always there. We've been maneuvering it for our whole marriage. Right. But you're not just maneuvering for yourself. You're also maneuvering with your children. Because, we are. Right. And and that's, that's the other thing is that the kids are affected. You don't know it when they're young, but they also don't know their parents are going through it. But then their kids get older and they have part of it because, I mean, I'm I'm in a group chat right now with the Go Four Babies. Right. And it is amazing how all of them talk about, yeah, my kids got POTS, EDS, uh, uncontrollable bleeding, and uh, nobody understands why. They get sick easy. They got asthma. I mean. I, I, seizures. I mean. So both our kids had issue, have issues um, and I'm not going to get into them because that's their personal right. space and, and things. But, and we knew right away, I mean, at the very get go, um, there were neurological problems going on. And so, yes, they've paid, they've paid um, with every social aspect of their lives have, has been in, impacted finances hugely impacted we've been paying for an illness for 20 some years that was caused by the dod poisoning him on the battlefield every single one of these guys have been poisoned and we've been taking care of that we've been taking care of it socially financially and we had no idea we actually had no idea about golf war illness until um August of 2021, a doctor had told me, didn't write it in the file, of course, but he told me, and I take notes, I've got to write my notes about Gulf War syndrome. And he said, you need to get to a neurologist and, and say these things. And we did. And See, well, it, and, and this <laughs> is, this is the funny thing. So I, 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 I have a buddy of mine that, I cut his hair today, and he has neuropathy. He had no idea I have neurological problems. And a lot of my customers don't. They Well, a lot of them do now because I do the podcast. But <laughs> um, none of them knew it. They're all like, I thought everything was fine with you. And I'm like, look, every morning I wake up, I just tell myself, hey, you know what? T- t- today's a different day. But today's going to be a good day. I got God watching right over my back. Follow me through this. I'm fine. 
there's a lot more people out there worse off than, than what I am. I, I can still walk. I can still move. The thing that helps me out is I get B12 shots every two weeks. So it boosts my energy. Now, about a week and a half after the shot, I can tell you right then and there, my body's like, oh, crap. Oh, I need another shot. And then my wife will give me another shot. But with w- there's guys out there like that had, you know, five heart attacks. There's guys out there that have um, nobody help take care of them. And that's right. where we got to get to and help. Yeah. And, and I, I think one of the ways that we're going to get, I, I, I'm looking at getting through the help. I'm going to create a petition that is going to go to every veteran group out there. And I hope everybody's listening to this that's in veteran group. I want to create a petition to sign to go in front of Congress. Not just me, but really the guys who are hurting. And mm-hmm. help find a way to fund and get them guys there. Uh, but I want to create a petition and I want to have over... Two million signatures. That's my goal. And I know we can do it. We got millions of veterans out there. We got millions and millions of veterans' families out there. We can get this done. But the more signatures we get, the more it it will help. It's going to take me about another week to come up with finishing it out. But it's going to be a really cool idea. And if everybody will be on board with the way I'm going to word it and everything... It's just to get in front of Congress and get in front of in front of the VA to make every VA hospital, every VA clinic to be on the exact same page. I want every VA to be like Iowa. I want every VA to be like the one in Tennessee that they treat their vets with open arms. The Tennessee is where it was a video conference that he had been seeing Pete for a little while and he's from tennessee the doctor who who identified it for us right and see that amazes me how some doctors believe in it some doctors don't yeah well we have three on the team who who don't who do not yeah Yeah. they're still buying the dod and the va line you know it's in your head i have been telling my doctors since 1995 I have something wrong with me from the goal. One of them listened to me, and then they fired him. And I, I have the letter that says the conditions from the Gulf War is what caused his problems. I, I have the letter. I'm like, y'all see the letter? Right. How, how is one damn doctor telling y'all, and y'all don't suspect that's what it could be? How could you not suspect it from the Vietnam guys, from the right. Korean War guys, from the World War II guys? The World War yeah. One guys, right? It yeah, all making and their sense. kids were all little too. Mm-hmm. Right. And granted, the post-9-11 guys are, are, are really benefiting a lot, and, and yeah. which I'm grateful for that. I want them to benefit, but mm-hmm. our guys need to benefit also. Right. Now, yeah. Christy, I have a question for you. As a wife to a Gulf War veteran, do you have a lot of people that ask you, "What what was Desert Storm like? What 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 was, what is Desert Storm? <laughs> do you get that sometimes?" Um, 
No, no, they, they do. They ask me about Pete and how he's doing, but um, it, most of the people I know, know we got, we met after he got out. So, right. And yeah. uh, what a lot of people don't realize if none of y'all have got your paperwork this year, it actually Korean war has an end date. The Gulf war does not yet. It, so right. go back and look at your paperwork Right, where it talks about all the wars and talks about the end dates. I just saw one for the Korean War finally had an end date this year. But there's a storm and the Gulf War doesn't. And I want to lop this in everybody. Desert Storm is a forgotten war. They don't teach it in high school. They don't teach it in college. But they do teach it in nursing school. I don't know if y'all know this or not. They teach it in nursing school the very last semester. They talk about a- a- ALS. Most Gulf War veterans have ALS. That's the only thing that they talk about. <laughs> but at least they talk about it. Because mm-hmm. you know, we don't hear about that so much anymore. But if you, I downloaded the uh, VA toxic exposure app, and every single thing that he was exposed to leads right to ALS. Right. Yeah. Right. And what about, Pete, I'm going to ask you this. When your fatigue hits you, does it last for a while? Because I I learned something uh, through my wife's nursing books about fatigue. Okay. Yeah, it can can last a couple days. Okay. Three. Three days. Three, four, yeah. Okay. With, With fatigue... What they, what is kind of recommended is do the stuff you need to do early in the morning and then rest and then do a little bit in the afternoon rest. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I know for a lot of us, you wish that that could happen, right. but for, for guys out there that, you know, that are, are at home. I, I, you know, I don't know your schedule, your work stuff. I don't need to know that stuff. But if you get time to rest, you know, in the early afternoon, in the evening time, they say it gets better for you. Mm-hmm. Because at nighttime, you sleep all night. When you wake up, you have a little bit more energy in the morning and, and stuff. That's. No. No, he <laughs> doesn't sleep either. No, you don't sleep no. very much. No. Well, he we try. He tries. He tries. He tries. I do, but I wake up tired already. Yeah, I I I wake up tired. I make myself get 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 out of bed, but I do find myself having. <laughs> yeah, I, I make myself. I'm like, yeah. I my my wife don't push me out of the bed yet and say, get your butt up, get your butt to work. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, yet, yet. But there are mornings, that alarm clock. I mean, it used to be, man, when I was in my 20s and in my 30s, man, I'd get up like that. It was nothing. But, man, when I just started feeling more and more fatigued, and now I just press the alarm. I wait for a little bit. I press the alarm again. Wait a little bit longer. I, I set four to five alarms just so I can make sure I get out of bed. Oh. <laughs> um, 
That's a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. But here's the crazy yeah. thing. I'll be working, and I kid you not, I'll be done with a haircut. I'll sit in my chair, and I can fall asleep. Some They had to wake me up today. I didn't even know I fell asleep. Hmm. Bill Pete does that. He's always done that to me. <laughs> he just look over, and he's sleeping. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but that's a part of the fatigue. You're just yeah. so tired, you you know. And then some of it, I wonder, could it be some of the medicines, you know, that they put me on? Especially this last shit they got me on. It's crazy. I don't yeah, know, but, because I was tired before they put me on any medicine. Right, but I wonder if it adds to it. You, you know, if, if you really think about it. I, I mean, if, if like, because one of my things is antidepressants. And it talks about mood swings and everything. Mm -hmm. I, I, I normally don't have mood swings, except for the smart-ass ways. That's, that's just me. I've always been, you know... I, I try to have as much fun as I can. Sometimes I take it too far, as my children and my wife would say, and everything. But, I, I mean, one thing about it, being over in Desert Storm, to me, helped me realize how much I love my country. I have a relationship with my shipmates that I can't have with other people because it's a different bond. It's different because you rely on them to, you know, you, when you're depressed from being away from home, you're, you're, the, you, you know, you're, you're lonely. You depend on them. Mm -hmm. If your ass is getting shot at, you depend on them. Save your ass. If yep. your ass decides to sink and you, you depend on them, pull your ass in a, out of the water. Mm -hmm. and, and so it is a different relationship uh, over there. Right. And I, I I tease him that his wedding ring should have had an army army logo on it all the time. <laughs> you know, remind me what that wedding ring really looks like. <laughs> well, right, right, but but I mean, but it's you know I made the mistake. I hope Pete never said this, but I actually made the mistake of telling my wife that's the best four years of my life. Oh my God, I still hear about it today. <laughs> It, I've never said that. No. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't do say it. it. Don't say it. No, I've said I'd do it all over again, but I never said it was you know, right. He does. He says he'd do it all over again. I just shake my head. I just, I, well, I would too. I would do it all over again. But there's nothing like being in the open ocean and stuff like that. Now, I would never join the Army of the Marines. My ass ain't getting shot at for nothing. <laughs> Hell no. You guys are a special breed of people. That's all I can say. You are a very special breed of people that will go on the front lines. My ass is staying in the very back. You, you can't beat the camaraderie that you that you get with, you know, being in them situations with, you know, your your teammates, your buddies. Right. You, you can't get that anywhere else. Right. And, and, and it's different. and But I'll tell you the really, <clears throat> the, the neat part about it is, is when you look back at it and you're like, damn, I was 19 years old and these dumb son of a bitches really let me play with all these big toys. Right. I mean, these things, I mean, the stuff that I ruined for you taxpaying people, I'm not going to apologize. They gave it to me. 
I might have messed a lot, some of it up, but man, I had a good time doing it. But I learned. I grew up. It, it did. It did. The military does make you grow up really fast. It does. It, it does. Yeah. But right. I just want to know how does a guy, big guy like you join the damn army to be such a big target? I just want to know. <laughs> Never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought about it. You know, well, I didn't think about it neither. Like, John, like, I was like, damn, man, y'all are, like, tall and hell no. You, you know, yeah. but y'all wouldn't fit on a ship, just to let you know. Your ass right. would get one of them little coffin racks that we slept in, and, <laughs> mm, oh, my God, man. You wouldn't get him on a ship. He, he, <laughs> no, he doesn't He doesn't get in small space. No, you're not going to trap him. No. Nope. You, you know, I, I do remember one time whenever we were out there, and I have a picture of it, and I, I will never post it, but I'm sleeping on top of cargo. Mm -hmm. And then another time, I'm sleeping on non-skid. I'm just laying there in a life jacket, just clonked out, because mm -hmm. our hours were just unbelievable. Right. I mean, you, you may sleep, our sleep patterns in the Navy it is really weird because we stand watches. You may only get three to six, eight, you know, eight. You never get eight hours of sleep in the Navy. But because it's always rotating. But uh, I was looking at some old pictures and I was like, damn, man, I slept anywhere. But yeah, yeah he mm -hmm. does that now, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, even now, I mean, shit. I, you, you should watch. You were up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Army people do stand watch, don't y'all? Well, yeah. Over yeah. Well, you weren't considered a grunt, though, right? Mm, kind of in between. Uh, kind of in between? Not, not totally all the way grunt, but no. See, in the Navy, I guess a bosun mate was con at that time considered a grunt because we did all the dirt, dirty work. Mm -hmm. And, like, I guess the Army has their grunts. The Marines have their grunts. I don't know who in the hell wants to be a damn Marine. <laughs> hell no. Them guys are crazy. No oh, yeah. freaking way. Now, Chrissy, yeah. mm -hmm. as a wife of an Army guy, and when you go into the VA, you advocate a lot for him, don't you, while he's there? Because he won't advocate for himself, will he? No. No, he doesn't complain. And he, he he doesn't remember now. I mean, he goes into those appointments, he doesn't even remember why he's there sometimes. Um and and so I need to make sure it stays on track. Yeah. yeah. No, he was he was taught, you know, you don't go to sick bay. You don't complain about this stuff. You just soldier on. Get out there. And he's he's done it. He's he's Watching him just slowly decline, you know, we first start with a thyroid problem and then testosterone and PTS. I guess I forget that hypervigilance when you're driving or hypervigilance is PTSD. And that was right there from the very beginning. And he's always gone through it. He's okay. always just okay, soldiered well, on. I, I Well, I got this question. I, I don't know if, it, do, do you have tremors? I'm just wondering. Do you have tremors? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do yeah. they give you medicine for tremors? I don't know. Okay. No, not yet. No, we're we're working towards that. Um, actually, 
we've had a lot of problems with, uh, he, he had a neurologist in a VA center and then she was, um, they took her to somewhere. They, she was deployed and, um, then we didn't hear from the VA. They didn't follow up. Nothing. 18 months later, they're saying, Hey, we got care in the community, da, da, da. Wow. Or they're writing notes in his file that everything's been resolved. By that time, I was already like, we've already switched VAs. You guys, I don't know what happened to you. You don't have any specialists in here anymore. Nobody called about care in the community. We couldn't get what we needed. So we went to another VA. So um, and then that VA is, uh, that neurologist is on the, uh, it's in your head. Right. Illness, it's in your head. So now we have a care in the community consult for a not neurologist after almost two years. We finally are going to get to go to one. Um, I, I believe we should get it next month. We, we talked this morning and, and the first available or first cancellation will go. For everybody out there that is having tremor problems or even memory problems, their head is foggy, which Pete, that's pretty much what it is. Your head's foggy and stuff. Yeah. I want yeah. to tell you a medicine that they put me on for the tremors. It's called Primadome. Yeah. Remember that word, Primadome. Because yeah. when you go see your neuro neurologist, that's what you're going to request him to be on. Let me tell you about clearing your head up. A guy sent me a message and he's like, hey, Kevin, I got to tell you about this medicine that they put me on. He had to quit working. He was an engineer. He had to quit his job because the fogginess was just so bad, but he had tremors. So the VA doctor said, hey, I'm going to put you on Primadome. He said it changed his life. And I was like, no, bullshit. No freaking way. Mm. They put me on Primadome probably two, about two months after he was on it. And about three days, my head kind of cleared up. Man, about a week, I could not believe how my tremors were gone. And my head is so much clearer that I can mm. start remembering a little bit more stuff and, and mm. everything. I even asked him, like, damn, can you? <laughs> I, I and I he said no he did went up my dose but I should probably should have said it said it in a different way but I said yeah. is there any way you can up my dose so I can remember more of the shit I lost a long time ago and he goes what are you talking about I said man I probably don't click clear in my head and I really think that a lot of guys need to look into that I mean it, it may not work on on some, but most that I've talked to, it works. Hmm. And so, cool. and, and, and I'll definitely, I'll text you that. So that way you have right. the name of it whenever he goes and stuff. And for like, I, I, I don't know if, if do you have neuropathy or? Yeah. Uh, okay. Pete's saying he's, he's going to go. He's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, Pete. All right, you have a good night, man. Hey, get some rest. All right. <laughs> but make sure, make sure that when he goes there, like, see, I'm I'm on 600 milligrams of Lyrica, and then they put me on this new new medicine called Veloxifen. Shit, don't let him get on that. 
That's one yeah. of the worst medications I've ever been on. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on that. But uh, when you take them in there, talk about the Promodone and talk to them about getting them on Lyrica. Pre-gabalin is what they call it. Yeah, yeah. That's on the uh, the next list, uh, Dr. Spiegel, March 12th, or March 2nd. So, oh, I'm yeah. glad. Good. That's uh, yeah. that's not far away. And no. you, <laughs> definitely, you're going to have to let all of us know. But I'm oh. telling you, it, it will it will help clear his head, believe it or okay. not. And then well, that would be, the, like that. The other thing I can tell everybody for fatigue out there, instead of if you can take the B12 pills, that's one thing. But try to take the shots. Try to mm -hmm. ask them for the fatigue. You know, is there any way once a month I can give them B12 shots? There's nothing wrong with B12. It will help right. with this fatigue. It, mm -hmm. it, it it will help. It may it it wears off and everything. But that's where I think the VA needs to go into next is figuring out how we can get these guys from being fatigued and tired. But you were talking to me earlier that you wanted to bring up about a couple of studies or websites and stuff. Sure. Well. What you're saying, the VA needs to do this. You know, I have called four VA. Um, well, they were calling medical centers. Now they're calling vet centers. In our vision area, none of them had one single doctor who specialized in toxic exposures. Not one of them could say, Pete, I know about golf or illness. I can take you on. We were willing to drive four hours if they had a doctor there, none, none have. So we need each VA to at least have somebody in there who, who can help help. We but, don't have that, but you need more than one. Well, you're right. We do. You need about 10 to 20 of them mm -hmm. in each VA center because there's too many vets out there and it'd take too, too damn long. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one VA center that we were going to did not even have a environmental health coordinator. And that was for two years, which a lot of information was missed just right there. Um, and the environmental health coordinator was probably one of our best advocates when we moved to the new one. So uh, she's, she's a nurse. She's not even a PA. She's a nurse. Um, but she was the most knowledgeable in that vet center to help me advocate and help me get the word out. One of the things that she helped me with was, um, first of all, I learned about self-identifying. That was a huge thing. So Very every good. time we go, in, we go into a, an appointment and I wrote it out for Pete because he can't remember. And I wrote it out. And the very first thing he says is, hi, you know, I'm Pete Mogan and uh, I'm a desert storm veteran, 1991. And he's, ask them if they uh, know about golf war illness, if they know about chronic multi-symptom illness, mm -hmm. and um, if they understand what toxins, you know, like sarin, organophosphates, PV pills, those are both organophosphates. That's the chemical class they're in. You know, do they know what that does to the body so you can help me? Because that's what's happening here. You know, 32 years later, those toxins are 
our that toxic soup that happened is getting to us. None do, you know, and that's that we go to the VA because you're veterans. They're they're veterans. They should be the experts. They should absolutely be the experts in battlefield injuries. And this is a battlefield injury. This is a battlefield injury caused by our own Department of Defense. What? These doctors should be our experts. Um, unfortunately, the researchers are the experts. So we follow them a lot. Um, after we self-identify, we um, talk to them about the symptoms of Gulf War illness. We talk to them about the Kansas definition. That's very important. And there's a handout that's easy to get. And I'll put, I'll give you that link so you can share it. But it's called Gulf War Illness, and it's put out by the um, by Risk. And uh, if you Google it, Gulf War Illness: A Guide for Veteran Health Care Providers. Put that in your in your search. It'll come back with this handout, handed to all of our providers. I actually email it ahead so they know before we get there what we're looking at. Um, a lot of them tell us they don't have time to read it. Well, uh, we don't have time for you, and we fire them and go to another one. I mean, that's just, if you're not going to listen to us, you're not going to, um, you're going to tell us it's in the head, in his head. We have now on, we've gone to the risk. It's in his file. Yes. He meets the Kansas definition. Yes. This is Gulf War illness or chronic multi-symptom illness. Um, Gulf War illness is a, is a term. It is a term. It, it's a term that maybe some of those doctors don't want to recognize. The VA recognizes it. The RAC recognizes it. Um, the Science Institutes recognize it. And I hear back from someone, well, that's in, that's that's research. It is a term we should be using. And when, when I first started going down this path, there's like, well, there's no ICD code. And that's a problem. That's 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 my biggest issue is, if we could get an ICD code, which is the medical billing code for Gulf War illness, right. if we had a medical billing code, every single provider would know exactly what this is, you know, but there's no billing code. So they can't go to their computer and say, here it is. I say, well, go to the VA.gov website because it's all over the place there. And you can Google that. And it's right there, VA.gov. Gulf War illness, and and to get a provider to do that though, they just don't have time. So we give them this handout. You know, if they choose not to read it and choose not to follow through with with the um, recommendations, there's recommendations in here. Um, first, it gives you the definition. It recommends that you get them a referral to the risk, so you can get that in your file. The risk, you know, they don't do any diagnosing or any of that, but they make recommendations they look at the file they they can do testing um palo alto right now is not um doing any testing they're they're just doing virtual meetings but the ones on the east coast um they they'll see you you can go in and they will test and help you understand your symptoms and and you know work with your provider to get a treatment plan. So after the self-identification, we do this, this form here. Um, and, and then we just continue on with, with looking for those specialists. 
that you need for chronic fatigue, rheumatology, you know, the neuro the tremors and the brain fog and the neuropathy issues, neurology, you know, and now we're we're actually at the point where we he needs a cardiologist and a homologist, um, gastrointestinal, uh, all of that is is needed. And if your VA doesn't have that, then you say, I need care in the community and go get those specialists. Right. And yes. But yeah. you you made the best. I, I I never thought about it. Why don't they make a code? My, my, my wife's been in medical billing forever. How easy would it be just to make it? It's a code. And all it, you would do is click on it. And you, it, it, would, it brings up everything. It's a billing exactly. It, it Exactly. And the thing is, is, I mean, we had one for COVID in two years. This is 32 years. Right. What are we waiting for? Well, but, but not only that, here's the, here's the only problem is, is why haven't they had environmental agency problems when they knew about this in 95 or hell when they knew about what they did in Vietnam, they knew how could you not know there was not going to be an environmental problem with oil rigs on fire? How, what are you a dumbass? Well, exactly. shit, I could have told him that, and I'm not a dumb. Well, I'm not a complete dumbass, but I mean, I'm, I'm a half-ass, but I'm not a dumbass. But I'm just saying, how hard, how hard is it? VA, get your head out your asses. Politicians, get your head out your asses on both sides of the aisles. Yeah. All we're asking for. Well, what about DOD? Why don't you send right. a letter to every single one of these guys? Well, the, well It's past time for that. Right, right. Well, I mean, the the DOD to me seems like it's running all this, and the DOD, mm -hmm. D, D, whoever run the DOD, they just need to put me up, put me in charge, put my <laughs> ass in charge, just put me in charge of the VA. I change this shit in a heartbeat. I, I would, yeah. I I would yeah. change the whole system up. I, every doctor that if a veteran didn't walk into there and they and they didn't say. Thank you for your service. Your ass is gone. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel now. Because, you know, how long have we been putting up with this shit? Yeah. I mean, really, truly, I don't need anybody to thank me for, for my service. I really don't. Just repair me. Repair yeah. all the guys. But they're, they're not going to. No. I, I hate to say it. To everybody out there that's out there in, in living in la-la land, I'm going to be, be the one that breaks it to you. They're not going to repair us. They sure in the hell didn't repair the Vietnam guys. They're not going to repair us. The only thing we can do is at least be comfortable. Be able to live our lives as much as we me. can. Yeah. Desert Storm veterans are aging and dying faster than any other veteran. Yeah. And it's bullshit. And as long as I have a voice and as long as I can scream and yell, I'm going to shout from the rooftops. This is not a forgotten war, guys. Talk to each other. Work with each other every damn day. That's all I'm asking is get out there, reach other veterans, talk to them. Don't put anybody down. Everybody's services in their mind is what they did. Nobody's better than anybody else. 
The Marines are not better than the Navy. The Navy's not better than the Marines or the Army or the Air Force or the Coast Guard. We're all in this shit together. You are all there. You are all, you know, you're all exposed. That, right. that air does not know a border. It doesn't know you can go in this building and not that building. That the air was polluted and it was all breathed by everybody. And, exactly. and and again, Jim made that point. Is sooner or later, it will catch up to you. And Jim did. That's right. We're, yeah. We're Chrissy. Our time is running short. Mm -hmm. uh, I thank you for coming on. But I would, I do want to ask you: Is there any last words you would like to say? Oh wait, that sounded wrong. Hold on, we're, we're going to redo <laughs> that. Chrissy, is there anything yeah. else you would like to add to the end of the pro program? <laughs> yeah, just. I really believe we need to advocate more for that ICD code because every provider then will be trained. And that includes civilian providers. You know, in 2016, the Gulf War Illness Newsletter um, had stated that all the C and P examiners have to be trained in Gulf War Illness. But the VA providers are not. They are not. How, and How about this? How about me and you work something together on getting a code together. I think I got, I think I got an idea. Do you? Yeah, I, th I think wow. I do. And and I, I got to work it through my head a little bit more and, and everything, but I think I have an idea how we can get this done. Well, and then it, that way, every provider yeah. in the United States and around the world, because it is just let everybody know all the building codes are all around the world. They are all, all one. Just to let y'all know, hey, say it, it's all one. But let's work on that together. I think I have an idea and everything. But, you, you know, tell Pete thank you for coming on. I know he's tired. I know he doesn't feel good. And tell that big He did old, pretty good. Was, he, did good. He, did pretty, he did really he good. good yeah. He yeah. did good. But thank you so much for coming on. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to thank every single one of my listeners out there. You know, God willing, we're going to keep this program going and we're going to get things done. Y'all have a great night, guys. Thank you for listening to Go For Side Effects. If you have a story or you would like to share or just come on with any comments or questions, please email me at kevinsimon at goforsideeffects.com.